On Saturday the 25th of February 2017, I asked Jesus into my life. But today I said the prayer again with my cousin. Lord Jesus Christ, I am sorry for the things I have done in my life. I ask your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for me to set my to set me free from my sins. Please come into my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit and be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. On Sunday, 26th of February, 2017, I asked Lord Jesus into my life. Now throughout my life, his spirit will live inside of me forever. And I am so happy and I am sure Jesus knows I love him with all my heart. And also, I had to say this prayer, Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry for the things I've done wrong in my life. I ask for your forgiveness. Thank you for dying on the cross for me to set free from my sins. Please come into my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit and be with me forever. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. From the verses that we've heard already this morning and the one song that we've sung, can you guess what our theme is this morning? Anybody? What was that? Harvest. Yes, thank you. Spot on, Phyllis. Thank you very much. So today we are thinking about harvest. Now, this is something that we think about at this time of year generally, certainly if you're in schools. As Christians, when we think about harvest, um, we think about it rather than crops in a field, we think about it in a slightly different way. So that's what we're going to be doing uh, this morning. Um, so we're all going to stay in together because it's a family service. Um, so I hope you enjoy some of the things that we've uh, got planned. Now, if we're going to have a harvest, what do we need? I heard something then. A seed. Did someone say seed or something? Seed is the correct answer. Well done, whoever said that. We need seed. Now, Colin is going to be part of this. He didn't know, but he is now. Brilliant. Now, it's quiz time, as it says. Hoorah! Yes, I was going to ask, who was that? Did anyone see a photo? It was, it was just about here. Yeah. There was someone with a big red book. Who had the big red book years ago? Eamon Andrews. This is... Your life, dum, 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 and all that. Uh, yeah, but did anyone spot who was next to him on his right-hand side? Oh, that's a real pity, isn't it? Because, can we just go back there again? Right, so who's that on the right? Percy Thrower. I heard someone say Percy Thrower. That is Percy Thrower. This is 1976, and that was when he was on This Is Your Life. Now, if you know about Percy Thrower, you will know he loved his gardening, didn't he? And his seeds and everything like that. So what we're going to do, we're going to have a quiz about guess the plant from the seed. So we're all going to see lots of seeds. We're not going to get into teams or anything like that. But we're just going to, so that if you get five rights, you'll get congratulations from those uh, sitting near you. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's the prize. Okay, so what on earth is this seed? Thank you. One point to Jean over there. Hurrah. I bet everyone else knew that as well, did you? Marvellous. Next one. What on earth is this? Yellow. I'm giving you some clues. Yellow. Not melon? Rua, have you got your hand up? Are you going to say banana? Are you saying banana? 
Rua said banana, one point to Rua. Well done, excellent. So, next one then, banana. Okay, what about this? There are purple ones I've heard. Not passion fruit, but most people eat them as orange. Right, Jess? These usually are kind of straight, but there are purple ones that people grow in their gardens. Can, aren't there? Carrots, thank you very much. Carrots, there we go. And on to the next one. What do you think this could be? If you know about a Welsh dragon and things like that, Welsh dragons like eating these apparently. Leeks, brilliant. Hurrah, well done. Okay, next one. Now, someone said this already. And it was a wrong answer earlier, not to... Melon. Yay, that's melon. Okay, next one. Now, this is in the Bible, this one. Mustard seed, that's it. Are you keeping account of how many points you're getting? I think most of you have got zero by the looks of it. Okay, just to encourage you to do the next three, because there's three more. Next one. What might this be? I've heard about a song in Texas with this. Yeah, what sort of rose? Yellow rose of Texas. I think that's a song, if I remember rightly. There it is. Beautiful. Okay, on to the next one then. Six million dollar man. Runner beans. Brilliant. That's definitely Margaret who got that. Thank you. And there's one more. This is nice and easy. Everyone will get this. Sunflower seeds. How tall were your sunflower seeds? Brilliant. So how many did you get? A few. That's it. But that's, we need seeds to have a harvest. You've been listening to the last couple of verses of the little passage that we're just going to have a quick look at. Matthew chapter 9, and I'm going to read from verse 35 now. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and illness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. It would be a really good thing if we could be like Jesus. Okay. So, we'll just have a look at what he did in this passage. He's described as going through all the towns and villages. And one of the things I read said he didn't go to the big posh cities, just all the little tiny villages, just. He went to everyone. And it made me think that we can be a bit choosy who we speak to God about. Jesus definitely was not. It says he sees people. He has compassion on them. I love the dictionary definition of this. So if we're to have compassion on people, this is what it says. 
a feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another who is stricken by misfortune, accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate the suffering. I'll just read that again. A feeling of deep sympathy and sorrow for another who is stricken by misfortune, accompanied by a strong desire to alleviate the suffering. He sees them as faint or weak, which is what it says in the original text. And it's not talking about their physical bodies, although they might have been quite faint and weak from following him around the country. But they were faint and weak spiritually. He sees them as all these things. How do you see people? Do you in your own mind decide that somebody's happy so they don't need to hear about God? Or that they're sad and lonely and perhaps they do? Again, we, 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 we can be choosy but Jesus was not. He, he saw all people. He sees them as sheep without a shepherd. This links strongly to Old Testament writings which see Israel as having been abandoned by the shepherds, the scribes and priests. Just one of the quotes from the Old Testament from Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to you shepherds of Israel who only take care of yourselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with the wool and slaughter the choice animals but you do not take care of the flock. You have not strengthened the weak or healed those who are ill or bound up the injured. You've not brought back the strays or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered over all the mountains on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth and no one searched or looked for them. I've been watching through the week, randomly. It's not something I choose to watch. Um, Somebody might know what it is. It's something about shepherds in Scotland or farmers in Scotland. It's on at a funny time in the evening. It's just before we have our evening meal. So I just happen to put it on while I'm about to eat. And it's following them through a year, and they all look after different sheep and cattle and things. And one of the um, ladies, a shepherd lady, was talking about her sheep. And she said, people think sheep are stupid. And I have to say, when God uses the picture of sheep for Israel, that's sort of how I think of them. And she said, they're not They know my voice. I thought, blimey, she's come straight out of uh, the Bible. 
And she said that when she calls them, they do know her voice. And she said they look at her, which I thought was just amazing. I thought if I could only have clipped that little bit out of the program, but I don't think you can. And she said they look for me when I call them and they know they're safe, which I thought was such a beautiful picture. And it reminded me of the... Oh, Yvonne's not here this morning. Of the little picture Yvonne had of the, the, the lamb hearing the shepherd's voice in Israel. But actually, if you watch any more of the programmes, I saw a sheep that was on its back with its legs waving in the air and the shepherd had to go along and and pick it up and put it back on its feet because they do struggle with being sensible. (laughs) What was really horrible was that a crow had started to peck at it because it was lying on its side. Anyway. So he sees all these people as sheep without a shepherd. And if you remember what the prophecy was saying, it's about people not telling anybody about God. It's as simple as that. Then he says he saw a great harvest and the need for people to work in the fields so those people could be us. The harvest doesn't depend on our techniques but on God's sovereign purpose. He's planned a harvest and he calls us to get involved as reapers. How amazing is that? He could have used angels, could have bypassed us. But he chooses us to be involved in working with him, the Lord of the harvest. So what next? What can or should I and you be doing? A good place to start is to see people like Jesus saw them and be compassionate. You remember that deep feeling and the desire to help. Be prepared to tell anyone about your own faith and about Jesus, who he is and why you believe in him. Pray for more workers. Listen in case God is calling you to work somewhere where you maybe haven't considered. can turn away from all the good God has in store for me. I can be wise in my own eyes and live life foolishly. I can miss out on the treasure God has offered me. For I can choose, I can choose to do the right thing. I choose to be obedient to the Word of God. I choose to bring glory to my King. I 
choose the way of wisdom, the wisdom from above. Yes, I choose, yes, I choose to do the right thing. I will not fear trouble, for the Lord's my confidence. God will be my partner along the way. With all my heart, I'll trust the Lord, and He'll direct my paths. If I choose, if I choose to do the right thing, I choose to be obedient to the Word of God. I choose to bring glory to my King. I choose the way of wisdom, the wisdom from above. Yes, I choose, yes, I choose to do the right thing. Choose my attitude and be filled with joy. I will choose my friends so carefully. And each time I'm tempted to say and do the wrong, I will choose, yes, I'll choose to do the right thing. I choose to be obedient to the word of God. I choose to bring glory to my King. I choose the way of wisdom, the wisdom from above. Yes, I choose, yes, I choose to do the right thing. I choose to be obedient to the word of God. I choose to bring glory to my King. Hallelujah. I choose the way of wisdom, the wisdom from above. Yes, I choose, yes, I choose to do the right thing. Yes, I choose, yes, I choose to do the right thing. Yes, I choose, yes, I choose to do the right thing. Right, we're going to do prayer time in a slightly different way this morning, and it involves everybody. Yay! So that means you are going to have to move from the chair on which you are currently sitting. Just a warning, okay? Now the good thing is that although other people might not know who it is that you're writing on your stick, God knows. So when we're going to come and pray in a, in a minute or two, when uh, when we've all written the names on, he's going to know exactly who we're praying for. Right then, we are, we're going to pray. That looks brilliant. Well done, everybody. Um, we're going we're gonna to pray now then. Uh, I'm guessing that within those, we have um, some people who are family, some people who are friends, and some other people. So we're going to... Fiona and uh, John and I are going to just pray now uh, to cover all of those. And then a bit later on, we're going to uh, uh, come back to them. So I'll let Fiona start. Okay, let's pray. Dear Father God, we thank you so much for placing friends into our lives who can be such a blessing to us. Now we ask that in turn, we will be a blessing to them. Where they don't know about you, help us to hear those opportunities you give us to tell them. Help us to be brave and speak up. And then leave it all in your hands as we know that you are the Lord of the harvest. 
if our friends know you for themselves, may we be a support and encouragement so that they can grow and flourish as your children. Amen. Thank you, Lord, too, for our families. Lord, whether we live with them now or not, Lord, we pray that you will bless our families and encourage them and let them hear about you, Lord, as the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, thank you for maybe our families that might live abroad or different parts of this country. Lord, will you help us to somehow be in touch with them as regularly as possible so that they know that we love them and that they in turn can say how much they love us. So thank you, for Lord, for our families. Thank you for putting us with them. And thank you, Lord, for all you do in our families. Amen. 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 And Lord, we recognize that we meet and see lots of other people in our daily lives. Lord, people who are not our friends and our family, but who we come in contact with regularly. God, we pray for those people in our lives. God, you know who they all are. Lord, I pray for those that we meet in our workplaces, in our schools, in our um, clubs and activities that we do as we go um, on the bus or um, as we're walking around town, people that we see in shops. Lord, there are lots and lots of people that we meet regularly and those that we don't. God, we especially pray for the people who live near to us, for our neighbours, who get to see us more often than perhaps others, and yet sometimes not at all because we only bump into each other once every six months on the drive. Lord, you know whom you have placed close to us. And we pray that you will show us not to be choosy, Lord, in who we speak to people about you, but help us to be prompted to shine Jesus to everybody that we meet in the same way that you, Jesus, went out and into all the towns and villages and met everyone. God, we pray for those whom we are going to encounter this week And pray that you will season our conversation with salt and that we will be able to bring some joy into the life of somebody else that we know. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to play our part um, as being uh, workers in the harvest field today by coming up and grabbing at least one of the sticks from the lovely shaped flowers that we've made. They look great, actually. Um, So come forward, grab one of the sticks, at least one. I don't want them to be any left. Then we're going to take them home with us this week. And I would like you to pray for that person that is on that stick. Now, like I say, it might be a bit cryptic to you, and you might not know exactly who it is, but God knows, okay? So if you can come up to the front, grab hold of a stick, at least one. You can take two if you want. I'm sure there'll be plenty to go around. Thank you. And our, our part in, in being workers in the harvest this week can be to pray for the person on the stick. Excellent. Thank you very much. Right. Don't forget to take them home, put them somewhere where you can see them. Pray for them this week. Thank you. So, so far we've been hearing lots of people read one particular verse out, and that was Matthew 9, 37 to 38. But we're going to be reading it together now. Should we just read this? We're going to read it in a kind of a practice way to leave our energy, to read it for a yes kind of way. 
Okay, so we're having a bit of a limbering up for it. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Great. So that was a good practice. If you can stand up, it would be brilliant to stand up just now to say it together just one more time. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, is our few. Ask the Lord of the harvest for to send out workers into his harvest field. So before we conclude, let's just pray together as well. Lord, we do thank you for this morning. We thank you for the seeds that have been put in our minds from you and from everyone that's been taking part. Lord, will you grow something wonderful in us so that people will know that we've met with you, the living God. Lord, with a harvest field in Nuneaton, Lord, will you help us to go out and tell people about you there, to our neighbours, to our friends, and to the other people that we know. Thank you, Lord, for being with us this morning. And thank you, Lord, for changing us and blessing us so much. Amen. Amen. Thank you.